Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 170 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Christy Osborne. Christy lives in Dover, Delaware, where she is an office administrator for a small firm. Welcome, Christy. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm doing great. So good to talk to you today. You as well. Well, I've been really looking forward to this interview for a while. Actually, not that long. We just set it up recently. (laughs) (laughs) You're somebody that's in the Delay Don't Deny social network, and I was like, I got to get her on right away. So I bumped you a little bit to the front of the line. I appreciate it. Sorry, everybody who's waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I've been waiting for this for a couple of weeks right now. (laughs) And I'm really glad to have you here today. Uh, I feel like I know you, but I know I'm going to get to know you a whole lot better. Yeah, I'm excited. I feel like I've shared a lot, but. Yes. Well, we're a lot of, not a lot of people are not on the Delayed on Deny Social Network. So you were not on Facebook. Is that right? I was, but okay. I was not very active on Facebook. Okay. I didn't feel as comfortable on Facebook. So, okay, I think that's the truth. It just feels like a different level of privacy. Yes. Do you agree? Versus, yeah. Because yeah, I don't recall. Did we ever interact on Facebook? Maybe once or twice. Okay, there were a lot of people there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that too. But as soon, as soon as we started the delay on deny social network, you popped up, and there you were, and it came to my attention, and I'm like, all right, this Christy, she is doing great. That's why I wondered if you'd been on Facebook. So, you know, I like to start by asking, and I'll ask you now, what brought you to intermittent fasting, and when was that? So I actually had to go back and look through my Zero app. Because I'm Love not, it. I'm not that person who knows the exact date off the top of my head, 
But according to my Zero app, I started August 30th of 2020. And What brought me to it was I had been furloughed last year during the height of the pandemic from a job that I loved, but in that time frame, I was not guaranteed that job after the furlough, so I went looking for a new job. I ended up landing a the current job that I have, the office administrator position, and was back into an office, so was all of a sudden sedentary again, (laughs) and my weight had gone up like probably a lot of other people's during the pandemic. Oh, yes. The night the COVID-19 plus on, you know, and so I started the new job and I decided I needed to take back control over my weight at that right. Because I was just under the obese category at that point. So I was, you were just under it. Yes. Just you were almost it. about to cross over obese. And you're like, I am not going to let that threshold. Correct. Yeah, Correct. I get it. Yeah, I had Years ago, I guess it was about 10 years ago, I had lost 75 pounds and gotten down to my lowest weight as an adult. And so I decided to join Weight Watchers again after 10 Mm -hmm. years, thinking it would work exactly the same way it did 10 years ago. I don't know why, because they always tell you, you know, the older you get, the more difficult it becomes to lose weight. So I joined last summer again, and the weight just wasn't coming off. Right. And why I thought it would be any different for me, I don't know. Now, I have a question. Was the program the same as it was 10 years ago? Because, you know, they change it up all the time. It was slightly different, but I had, I actually never stepped foot into a Weight Watchers meeting ever. Okay. I I did it all online, all self-motivated, mostly because I never wanted, I never wanted to stand on the scale in front of me. I get it. I didn't want to do that. And I didn't mind people knowing how much I had lost, but I didn't want them to see that number to begin with. And so I never wanted to go to a meeting. So I did it all online, which worked great. And I guess it was like the beginning of August of last year when I realized I had been doing it for a little over two months. And I think I had dropped maybe five pounds at that point. And I thought, I'm paying money for this. I'm a very frugal person. (laughs) And if I'm (laughs) paying for something, I want it to work. And I was like, why is this not working? And I actually went on to, they have like a community chat room on the app. I went on there complaining one day and one of the girls in there actually recommended intermittent fasting. Awesome. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't do a ton of research on it. I literally just, I think I Googled it and decided, and I have no idea where I came up with this number, but I decided I would fast for 15 hours a day and just go from there. And I think I was doing it for about a week before a friend of mine on Facebook posted that she was doing a Zoom call that night to give some information on how to use intermittent fasting and some supplements that she was selling. But I was okay. interested I was interested in the intermittent fasting part. Right. I had been doing it for about a week, had headaches, and mind you, I wasn't clean fasting during that time. But I was like, okay, I need a little bit more information on this. So I joined the Zoom. And lo and behold, in that Zoom, one of the things she recommended was to buy your book, Delay, Don't Deny. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I did. I think I actually ordered it while we were in the middle of the Zoom from Amazon. And it came, you know, like the next day or something. And I think it took me, I don't know, maybe two days to read, if that. And it was the first time I had ever read something that just resonated so much with me. It was your story, but it it just made sense like for the first time ever and fast feast repeat had already been out at that point and i don't remember if i had joined the facebook group at that point to find out about it but i finished delay don't deny and ordered fast Re- feast repeat like right afterwards and read through that i think that one took me slightly longer because i oh, was yeah. my time a little bit and it's a and there's a lot more in there yes yes and so i read that And then I think it was like two weeks later, I read the obesity code and I just, I jumped in because it made sense. It was the first thing that ever, like I read it and I didn't doubt it at all. Sometimes I look back and think, 
why didn't I doubt it at all? But it made sense. (laughs) It made complete sense. And so I just stuck with it. And here I am. So that's amazing. You know, and and that's, you know, when I read the obesity code, that just astonished me in so many ways, because it was like, you know, debunking so many of the, the things that we had heard. Yes. Before over the years. I actually was mad because I was like, why don't I know this? I had heard of intermittent fasting one time prior to that. And I, I guess I kind of live in a bubble. I don't really watch the news very much. Last year was probably the first time I ever started watching the news very often. So I hadn't heard about the study that came out back in 2019, which was the New England Journal of Medicine. Yeah. I hadn't even heard of that. So, but a friend of mine years ago had been doing it and he mentioned just skipping breakfast. That was all I knew about it. And I was like, nope, I love breakfast. I'm not skipping breakfast. (laughs) So I just never even gave it another thought. So I was very happy when I found it and when it just clicked and made complete sense. So yeah, that's awesome. And and the same with me, you know, just as soon as I heard about it, and of course, this was way back in the the dark ages of 2009. And <laughs> through those years, we really didn't, you know, no one was talking about, maybe some people understood, you know, what was going on, but no one was talking about it out there. And still, even with the lack of knowledge that was out there, I mean, we, we pretty much all were like, yeah, it's just you're eating fewer calories in a period of time, whatever. But even, you know, knowing very little about not understanding insulin, not knowing any of that, Still, when I heard about it, I was like, this is going to be it. Now, I couldn't make it stick. I couldn't make it work. But but I immediately felt gravitate, like I gravitated towards it yes. as the solution to the craziness. Yes, for sure. And I had never, like, I wasn't in the diet yo-yo a lot, like a lot of other people have been through. And I realize how ingrained that is into a lot of people's brains, especially when I interact with people on the DD, the uh, triple social network. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had struggled with my weight in high school, probably since puberty, but it was nothing that I focused on. My parents never, you know, said, Hey, you're overweight. You need to get it under control. I remember years ago, my parents did. Have you ever heard a way down workshop? It was, it's a Christian base. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago, my parents did that program. And so we ate lots of rice and beans. And I don't (laughs) know if it just like put in my brain, don't, diet because it's horrible. Or- I love rice and beans though, but you, of course you got to put yeah. a lot of butter in there too. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I just never, I never really thought anything of it until I graduated from college. I graduated okay. from college in 2009. And that was when I was like, I need, I don't know. I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought I was single. And I thought if someone's going to like me, then I need to like myself. And I didn't right. like what I saw. So that was when it sort of started for me. And until intermittent fasting, I, I was constantly in a cycle of up, down, up, down. So right. 10 years of yo-yoing, but not. So up. you mentioned you lost 75 pounds. That yes. was with Weight Watchers. And that was probably then right after you got out of college. That was yes. Weight Watchers is what you did. So you lost the 75 pounds. How long were you able to, to stay at, you know, like whatever your goal was? Or did it immediately yo-yo back up? No, it was about two years, actually. Okay. I was in a relationship, and so I was a little bit more focused on it at that point, too, trying to keep it. So because I had never gone to a meeting, I didn't. I wasn't at lifetime, so I wasn't okay. stuck to a number. And so it was probably a 10-pound range that I stayed in, but for it was a little over two years that I did. But after that two years, I started an office job again. These office jobs, they're great, but you sit in a desk all day and you don't do anything. So I also worked with a lot of foodies. So we ate food all the time. And so it was was a lot of um, just sitting around eating gaining weight. Mm-hmm. So snacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, teachers, we sure had a lot of food around mm-hmm. all the time. That's how we were rewarded. You know, special days, the principal would come around with a cart with cake on it. I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, thank you, but I don't want any cake. Stop bringing the cake. You know, <laughs> our businesses would donate things and, or we would have special treat Friday. Once a month was, was sweet treats Friday and different grade levels would host it. And there was just always a potluck of some sort. 
We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Yeah, I worked at a chamber of commerce and all they do is social events. And at every social event, there's alcohol, there's food, there's all of it. And it's all free. So why right. jump on and eat it all? So yeah. yeah, it's hard to say no to free things. For sure. For sure. It really, really is. Well, especially <laughs> when you're frugal and you want right. to spend any money. I'm, I'm better at it now. I'm like, I don't care how much that cupcake costs. I don't care if it's free. I don't like the way it looks. I'm exactly. It. Exactly. Give me a really good cupcake, though. That's a different story. Yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. So you were struggling. You were going back up. How much of that 75 did you regain? All of it and no. more? No. Okay. My highest weight that I remember seeing back in 2009 was 212. I never rebounded back up that high. The highest I ever saw was 190. Okay. So, but still close enough to that 200 right. mark that I was like, no, this isn't happening mm-hmm. again. So yeah. there's just something about the digits, those numbers, you know, that two, that's, that was just the upsetting number for me too, seeing that two. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not judging anyone at any weight, but for me, that two just felt like, you know, if I, I think I've said before on the podcast, if I just stayed around 160, 170, I probably would have been content just to be overweight and go through my life, you know, but getting up to over the 200s, just really, I was like, no, I'm obese. I cannot, I felt so bad. I just had to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I first started, it was like, I had always told myself, you'll never get to 200. And then when I stepped on and it said 212, I was like, oh, okay, well, you did it. Yeah. You're over you, that. So it's yes. time, time to uh, get yourself <laughs> under control here. So, and how tall are you? I'm five, six. Okay. So you're a little taller than me. Yeah. Yeah, not I'm just under five six. I think I'm like five five and three quarters or something yeah. ridiculous. Well, we'll call it. We'll stretch it. We'll yeah. <laughs> we'll claim it. <laughs> All right. So you started in. It was August August 30, 2020. And you know, once you started, once you you found the clean fast. Yes. How did that change things? So I had been taking supplements. Okay. Like the couple weeks prior to that, so it wasn't a huge change. I have been a coffee, a black coffee drinker since college. Yay! Yes. My roommates and I, we drank, you know, three, four, five pots of coffee a day and none of them drank anything in their coffee. So I had trained myself to, as a poor college student, not have to buy all the extras to go in it. So I had trained myself to drink. No fuss, no muss. Exactly. So I've also always been a water drinker. 
I grew up in a large household. There's seven of us kids. And when we went out to eat, it was always water because yeah. <laughs> otherwise it was too expensive. That's true. So we got, so I, those two things worked for me so much. The giving up breakfast was hard, but I, I basically went from the 15 hours to the 16 hours pretty quickly. I was, I think I was like three weeks in already when I read fast feast repeat. And in my brain, I thought, I don't want to do the 28 day fast start because I'm already three weeks into this. I can do this without doing that. (laughs) I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should have done the 28 day fast start. And I think essentially I did. Yeah. But I look back at my app and I think, okay, so I basically was doing 16-8 all of September. Okay. And most of October. November is when I kind of jumped up to 18 because it started to get easier at that point. And actually at the end of November, I looked at it and it showed me I had done several extended fasts, like 42 hour fasts. So wow, I was like, oh, wow, I don't even. You're doing it. I remember doing them, but I didn't remember doing them. But there wasn't a lot of progress as far as weight loss or even inches at that point. I actually... At the end of November, I decided to stop weighing because I was not really losing anything as far as the weight goes. I felt great. My energy was awesome. I didn't have to take energy drinks anymore in the middle of the afternoon at work and not eating. Like I, I just felt light and airy and able to take on the world. So I knew it was doing something, but it wasn't helping. The reason I came to it was for weight loss and it wasn't helping in that field. And so I was like, why isn't this working? But I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and stop weighing because I was obsessing over that at that point. And so all of December and all of January, I didn't weigh at all. And actually, I guess it was probably most of November because it was like mid-November that I did that. That kind of backfired Uh (laughs) for me personally. Mm -hmm. Mostly because it didn't give me the daily data that I needed to keep myself focused. And so December, you know, you have the holidays. Oh, yeah. Love to bake. And I I live alone. And so, you know, I bake a different kind of cookie every day of the week. Who eats these cookies? Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, I would bring them to family gatherings and I would bring them to work. But it's just me and my boss at work. So... We didn't go through. So I was eating a lot of baked goods. Right. So why I thought I didn't put on any weight was beyond me. So January came around. My pants were getting tight again. And I thought, okay, let's get this under control. Let's do, you have to do 18 hours at least every day. You have to do it. Weekends were a struggle for me, but I thought stick to 18 hours. If you can go further than that, great. If not, but always get to that 18 hour mark. And then we'll see where January takes us. About midway through January was when I, I don't even remember how I heard about it, but I started hearing things about the Zoe predict study right Mm -hmm. at that point. And having also previously done Beachbody, I knew, you know, January is when you get started to get your summer body together. (laughs) If you're going to get that summer body that you want, You better get yourself together now in January. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's sign up for this. I spent being in finance. I spent like three weeks trying to figure out how am I going to afford this? Cause it was super cheap. How am I going to get my finances in place to be able to get, you know, once I get that invite to be able to do this, because at the end of January, I stepped back onto the scale and I was up eight pounds. Okay. So I was like, okay. At that point, even after 18 hours plus every day, I was still not losing. And so I thought, I think it's a food issue for me. So I need to figure out what foods are going to help me in this in this journey. I knew intermittent fasting was helping me feel energetic and I didn't want to give it up because at that point I felt like I liked it. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed not having to worry about food all day long. So I knew it was the food that I was eating that I wanted to focus on. Right. So signed up for Zoe. It took about, I guess it was like three and a half weeks before I got the invite to join. In that three and a half weeks prior, 
I had done all the studying for it. And so I knew right away that I wanted to do it. I didn't have to second guess that at all. I signed up and was like, okay, well, here we go. Yeah, we're going to do this. And so then the next week I spent, I don't even know how much time just planning everything. I'm a planner and sometimes that gets me in trouble, but not with the Zoe. Zoe needed to be planned out for me. Right. So I got the kit like a week later. I started the next day, did my two-week studies, study time, test time, whatever you call it. And and then I was waiting for my results. In that two-week period of time, I learned a lot about my body, though. I learned about my blood glucose. I learned from the CGM wearing that. And so I, in the next two and a half weeks before I got my results, which was crazy fast to me, yeah. I tried to take everything that I learned during that two weeks of testing and put it into play with my eating. But I also had a little bit of a diet brain and, you know, going on saying, okay, well, once you get your results, you're not going to be able to eat these things that you oh, normally, <laughs> normally better eat them now, right? Eat them now. And so put on probably a, probably about three or four pounds during that two and a half weeks. But it didn't really bother me because I thought good things are coming. Right, <laughs> In my right. mind, I thought, you know, you're going to be okay. So I, I started the Insights program in the beginning of April. And in the four weeks time that I did that Insights program, I lost 20 pounds. Wow. And I was amazed. See? <laughs> amazed. Like I was like, Whoa, Mm -hmm. because all I kept thinking was I didn't change any. Actually, I, my window was longer, a little longer. Yeah. I started doing two meals a day to be able to integrate the fats and things like that. Right. But I, I was like, Whoa, clearly my body, it just needed, it's like, it just needed that quick switch to be able to start. And science is amazing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It's been crazy. So For people who are listening and they're like, maybe you've heard me talk about it on another podcast, go to jenstevens.com slash Zoe and their links and how to, how to find it. But it really is life, life changing to understand really how your body responds to food. And, you know, all the theory in the world about intermittent fasting and following it, you know, however, if you're not eating in a way that your body loves, you're not going to be the healthiest you can be. And, and you know, this is stuff that, you know, when I wrote Delayed on Deny in 2016, we didn't know any of this. We know anything about, about, you know, how we're different when it comes to what foods work well for our bodies. The science is still unfolding and the Zoe studies are still going on, the PREDICT studies, and they're continuing to refine their recommendations, even in their apps, as they get more data. Right. And that's the thing is that I had never really done any sort of an elimination diet prior. I had never focused, like I had never tried keto. I had never tried low carb, high fat, like, well, low carb, high fat is is sort of keto, but I had never tried anything prior. So other than low, you know, reduced calorie or Mm -hmm. Weight Watchers or whatever. So it didn't seem like I was changing my food that much because I was eating a lot of the same things that I was eating prior, but I was eating an exponential amount more of vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Much yeah. more veggie centric. And of course, as coming into the warmer months, it makes it easier to eat that way. Right. Because I live in a very agricultural centered state and, you know, farm stands every corner selling fresh veggies and fruits. So it's easy to do that, especially right now. And so that's really what Zoe helped me figure out. I, and I'm a good fat clearer apparently. So mm. I guess, you know, may, <laughs> I'm jealous. may worked well for me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I do not clear it well. That's, yeah. that's sad for me, but mm. yeah. <laughs> my blood sugar control wasn't amazing and my fat clearance wasn't amazing. So, you know, it, it actually helps me understand why I struggled with my weight so much prior to intermittent fasting, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, my sure. body doesn't handle a big old lot of food at one time very well. So, you know, I actually when I when I was following, I've talked about this on the podcast, when I was following their plan very very closely and scoring my meals, my husband said, "Are you losing weight?" Oh wow! And of course, I wasn't. You know, weighing. You know, I don't know what my number was, but he, I looked different. Yeah, I, I, I looked less inflamed. I've gone back to the, a lot of the butter, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Less butter is better for me, darn it. Yeah. I felt like I feel so much better when I eat that way. Me too. And and so even now that I'm not – like I stopped tracking pretty quickly actually. Um, I did the four weeks and I did that very closely because in my mind I thought – when I spent all this money, I'm, I'm I get gonna, it. I'm gonna get my pay. You know, my money's worth. Get your here. money's worth. Yeah. And I wanted it to solidify in my brain so that then I could carry it on on my own eventually. So, and that's their plan too. That's what they want. They do not want. And see, that's the thing that's important. The Zoe program is not designed so that you're going to track your food for the rest of your life. It's designed so that just like you did for one month. You, you play around with it. You learn how to craft these meals that work well for your body with the foods that your body loves. And then you're kind of like become an autopilot. Exactly. Exactly. And while doing that and tracking my food, I realized very quickly, and I knew this prior, but I can't eat a lot of food all at once. Like I can't okay. eat a huge meal. So I was, str- I had to do two meals a day when I was doing Zoe, because otherwise I was, I mean, there were a couple of days I felt like I was eating about 800 calories. Okay. And I was starting to get a little bit nervous that I would slow my metabolism at that point. And then eventually it would burn out and throw, throw everything off again, you know? So I was like, how can I utilize this in everyday life outside of having to do two meals a day? Cause <laughs> I didn't want to have to do two meals a day for forever. <laughs> it's so, it sounds so funny, but food, like I love food and I love cooking, but having to, to pack a lunch every day right. and to, for work, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And so I was like, how can I make this work? And that was when I decided to try ADF. Okay. And it was amazing to me that my mind even went there because Prior, I mean, I had listened to plenty of podcasts about it, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I can't ever do that." That's good for her, but it's not for me. (laughs) Because all I kept thinking was, as much as I don't want to eat two meals a day, I at least want to eat one meal a day. Right? (laughs) Like, I don't want to have to give that up. And so, I actually, I had been catching up on all of the podcasts. I have an hour commute to and from work every day. Oh wow! I have plenty of time to listen to podcasts and. So I was catching up on them and I had listened to, I don't remember what episode it was, but I do remember it was Amy Garrison. She's great. That was a long time ago. She was an early one. It was. It was, it, I think, I think it was in the twenties or the thirties. Probably. Somewhere yeah. in there. And she mentioned something about making it a modified alternate day fasting and doing a mini meal on right. your down on the day. Down day. Mm-hmm. And for some odd reason, the phrasing of mini meal versus 500 calorie meal resonated with me. Right. Why on earth? They're the exact same thing, but why on earth? (laughs) Words are important. Mini meal made sense. And I was like, oh, I can do a mini meal, especially after looking back through my Zoe tracking, thinking a lot of those meals were probably mini meals. And it's, it's actually a lot of food. You know, if you're choosing very nutrient dense vegetables. Yes. Yes. You can eat a lot of food in your, quote, mini meal. For sure. For sure. And the more I looked into it, I was like, I can do this. So in May, the end of May, I was I was off of the Zoe program at that point. I had stopped tracking. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to use the app. The app tells you your macros and your calorie counts and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and use that to be able to track my mini meals so that I know how much I'm eating. So that was very helpful for me to not have, because I, I had never counted calories prior. I'd only counted points. So I didn't write and I wasn't thrilled with it either, but I thought, oh, I can just plug my food in there and it'll tell me what my calorie count is for my down day. So in June, I started modified alternate daily fasting and I did four, three. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I did as my down days. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I did it as my up days and I dropped another 10 pounds. Wow. In a couple weeks ago is when I hit that, that other uh, 10 pounds. So the middle of July. And so I'm down a total of 30 pounds since the beginning of April. Wow. Yeah. See, this just really shows that, look, I get it. 
So yeah, you know, I totally get it. People, you know, they'll read Delay, Don't Deny. They'll read my story and they'll see I did not change what I was eating, you know, for the first, what, 55 pounds. It was only at the very end, if you read Delay, Don't Deny, where I talked about how I read the science of skinny and then I changed up what I was eating. I stopped eating the ultra processed foods, even though that's not the wording I used in Delay, Don't Deny, because I'm not sure if people were using that wording yet out in the world. I hadn't seen it, but I just called it processed food. But that you know, the word processed is a little confusing. Anyway, I didn't change what I was eating till the very end. And at the end, when I changed what I was eating, I was losing two pounds a week to lose those last 20 pounds to get to my goal. So a lot of people maybe missed out that food really did make a huge difference for me when I changed what I was eating. Yeah. And I think I I missed that part. I know I, yeah. <laughs> I know I must have because I just thought, oh, delay, don't deny. You don't have yeah. to change what you eat. You just change the time you eat it. So, well, you know, I lost 55 pounds without changing what I was eating at mm-hmm. all. Right. I didn't change what I was eating at all. 55 pounds, boom. Then, you know, I, I tell the story in there that I wanted to lose weight more quickly because really it was time to shop for my spring wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's time to go shopping. I need to get where I'm going to be. I don't want to buy more clothes than more clothes. So that's why I was trying to hurry it up. But I didn't want to count calories. I didn't want to count fat. I didn't want to count carbs. So I was like, well, I just read this book. Let me just change the quality of what I was eating. And my body, bam, responded to that. It was huge. But it sounds like that's what happened for you as well. Because that's the thing about Zoe. It points you towards real foods, not the ultra-processed foods. Ultra-processed foods do not score very well. No, not at all. So, you 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 know, you like me, we want to have a high score. <laughs> so you're like, well, if I'm going to eat something, I'm not going to eat this this food that brings my score down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I was, <laughs> it's funny. Layla Richerby and I yep. both went through it around the same time. She was about a month ahead of me. And so she and I have, you know, paired up a, on a lot of different things Zoe related. And both of us were very gung ho on trying to get, you know, 90 plus scores when in reality, they don't even recommend that. That's not even no. the nation of things. Like 75 is a good score, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. And when like, well, finally, 75 is good. The 95 is even better. And then you start getting trapped in the whole, like, I can't eat. This is not a, li- a way to live. Yes. Yes. And so I, I mean, I did go through a small bout of diet mentality, yeah. especially with tracking, like right. mm-hmm. having to go back and track, but it it was useful. And right. now I'm able to go back and even look through the stuff that I've tracked and see, okay, well, this time I lost 20 pounds during this four weeks. What was I eating during that right. time to get me to there? You know? So, so the trick is doing it without reigniting diet brain. And that's easier said than done, especially for those of us that have been trapped in it. You know, if we've been trapped in diet brain for decades, something can reignite it. Yes. And you have to really be aware of those signs. If you start finding that, like if you do Zoe and it's valuable and you love it, and then all of a sudden you're like, I can't eat that because that only scores an 85. That's when you're like, okay, wait, stop. Yes. Something's not, I need to (laughs) change my mindset on this. Yes. And really go back to what they're recommending because yeah. they won't ever recommend that. Um, yeah, that 75 is when you make a meal that really, the exactly. scores is 75 is what they want you to do. And and that's just you know, to see what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I started doing modified daily fasting and I've only in the last like two weeks gone to full down days. So, okay. And I'm seeing great progress with both of those things. Mixed with Zoe, I'm not eating 100% according to my Zoe recommendation right. anymore. I would say it's probably about 80-20, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I I just listened to the most recent podcast that came out. I just listened to it this morning, and I was so excited to hear – I think her name was Michaela. Yep. I was excited to hear her say – talk about not denying different foods, mm-hmm. and I have always struggled – with any programs out there that say you can't have this or you can't have that. And so I, I know, like you said, processed food, ultra processed food is not good for us. It's not, I don't want anybody to tell me I can't ever have it. Correct. I want to be able to make that choice. And so I love ice cream. I want to be able to have real ice cream, not the fake sugary stuff. It's not even worth it. No, it's Mm -hmm. not. And so I want to eat the good stuff. 
So I don't want to get rid of anything completely, but I was, I was very happy to hear, to hear her talk about that a little bit this morning when I was listening to the podcast, because I thought, okay, so I'm not the only one around that still has sugar. I've cut it back a lot, but still has sugar in my diet. Oh yeah. I just ate a ton of, my birthday was Friday Oh yeah, and we were recording this in July and my birthday and I made a blueberry pound cake from scratch because I'm a cake snob and it was so good. It's a cream cheese pound cake and I just add blueberries to it. And I ate a way more pound cake than I needed to eat. (laughs) And I was so full. And like the last night there was some there and I did a little diet brain stuff. I had, I got myself the right amount and then there was a little bit left. I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and eat it all now. So I won't have any tomorrow. (laughs) You know, what's that meme? You know, I started my diet. I cleared all the bad food out of the house. It was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, but I mean, I wasn't really having diet brain, but I ate more cake just so I was like, okay, that's over with. Just tomorrow so there's gone. tomorrow there's no more cake. And then Chad said, where's the rest of the cake? And I was like, I ate all that cake. I mean, it really wasn't that much cake, but <laughs> <laughs> it was more than appetite correction said I should Correct. eat. Correct. Yeah. I did yeah. anyway. But, you know, I still eat stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't ever want to have to tell myself no to right. things like that. Mm-hmm. Do... I think that saying no to them for a time, it's like it finally clicked in my head. The delay is not forever. Right. Not that delay ever was forever, but it clicked in my brain. Okay. Delay this for a time. Mm -hmm. You can't have ice cream every single night. You can have it once a week or you can have it once a month to get to, you know, to keep that goal in sight. There are no foods that are always off limits for the rest of your life. Correct. Like if you're going to be like, I'm going to do keto and I'm going to do it and I'm committing and I'm going to do keto, there are foods that are off limits. Mm-hmm. If you're following keto, you can never have those foods again. Right, right. And that does not resonate at all with me. <laughs> me neither. And, and that could be the same for anything. Like if you're going to be vegan, there are foods that are off your plate forever. Mm-hmm. If you're going to, and you could put any, you know, diet plan in there. And so we we can't live our life like that. No. Forever, yeah. never again, gonna unless you're like allergic to something, you know. Right. <laughs> and I grew up in a household with lots of allergies, so I don't know if that's what put it in my head that like unless you're allergic to this, don't ever, you know, you shouldn't have to ever eliminate it from your diet. Can you limit it? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I've been reading more recently. I've been reading different books about you know ultra processed foods. I just right. finished reading your is it Feast Without Fear, right? Yes, I just read that one too, and just learning about the blue zones and learning about, you know, the foods that they're eating and the Mediterranean diet, but knowing too, that that's not going to necessarily be the best thing for everybody. Cause I think, it was- and you know, I, yes. And I actually, I know so much more now, what really has popped into my head since then is all those Mediterranean diet studies that show the Mediterranean diet is so good. Do you know who they used as their subjects? The Medi- People who live in the Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. They studied the people who live in the Mediterranean. Their genetics go back to the Mediterranean. Exactly. They all did great on that. That doesn't mean that everyone's going to. All the blue zones do have, you know, similar diet profiles as far as that, you know, they eat a lot of plant foods that grow in their region, yada, yada. But anyway, I, that wasn't on my radar yet. That was 2017 when I wrote that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was funny when I was reading back through it. I could, I could, I feel like I've gotten to know you through the social network so much recently. I'm like, she probably has a different point of view on this. Probably. <laughs> She did when she first wrote this. But it all evolves, you know, it all evolves. And from what I wrote in Delay Don't Deny, I mean, I'm still proud of that. And there's not much that I would go back and and say, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that That was not. But still, it still stands the test of time, Delay Don't Deny does. But, you know, I've evolved. And so what I said in Fast Feast Repeat is... (laughs) Right. <laughs> more of one. But, you know, I've, I've changed my thinking. The more I've learned, the more I've studied. Mm-hmm. It's not just on a whim, but it's from what the science is telling us. We know more now, thanks to the PREDICT studies, than we knew in 2017 when I saw that Aaron Seagal video about that people are different when it comes to food, and my mind was blown. Right. Exactly. We know more now. And, you know, oh, let's just celebrate together. You know who's writing the foreword for my book, right? Yes, you saw that on yes, the social network. Dr. Tim Spector wrote the foreword. So very exciting. He's the guy behind the predict study and behind Zoe and all of that. So oh, I'll just take a moment there. And, you know, <laughs> thinking about, you know, 2017, the the me that was writing Feast Without Fear, I wouldn't even have imagined, you know, for cleanish, you know, I go into even more detail. 
on some of these things. So I'm excited. January can't come fast enough. I'm really excited about it. I just had a call with the attorney that reviewed the book. Nice. <laughs> it was so scared because I don't know why we skipped that on Fast Feast Repeat. Maybe somebody dropped the ball, but I didn't have an attorney conversation. But she's like, I want to talk to you about your book. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong? <laughs> Like, no, it's not anything bad. But she was very complimentary. She's like, I'm going to change things in my own home after reading it. That made nice. me really happy. Yep. It's like 400 pages. Ah. Cleanish is. I didn't nice. know. It's longer than Fast Feast Repeat. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot to say. So I hope it really helps people come to terms. Again, it's not that we're trying to, you know, eliminate things or deny things. It's that we want to live our healthiest selves. Right. Right. And you know what? Your grandmother was right that you shouldn't have cake every day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was true. Yep. And it's funny because I feel it's I've read so many more books in the last year since I started IFing than I have probably in the last 10 years of my life. After graduating from college, I was like, no more reading. Done with that. <laughs> I don't want to have to read ever again. But no, I've read a few things here and there, but just learning just constantly learning more and more about our bodies and, you know, how our bodies respond to things and why intermittent fasting works and why it's healthy. And I, you know, I've shared it with people, not left and right, I would not say, but if somebody asked me for the first six months, because I didn't see any weight loss and I would tell people, they're like, what? What like then why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? (laughs) And so now, of course, 30 pounds in since the beginning of April, people are like, Oh my gosh, you're you look amazing. What are you doing? That's three months, you know. I mean, people because when by the time people hear this, it's gonna be October. So 30 pounds from April to October is not as dramatic as it is from April to today, which is July, right? Yeah, yeah. You found what your body loves and then bam. Exactly, exactly. And so now- And does that mean intermittent fasting didn't work? No, absolutely. No. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, I mean, I feel like if I had been doing everything else without intermittent fasting, I don't know that I would have lost the 30 pounds. Right. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It worked together. It's synergistic. Exactly. It's the fast and the feast. Correct. The fast does one thing and the feast does something else. See, now I understand more obviously the important excuse before I was like, well, I'm just going to fast and I'm going to eat whatever I want. That was what I wanted to do. And that worked for a great while and got me to a great place. But now I want to feel better and I want to be my best self. I want to be healthy. The feast, what you feed your body is huge. It, it it's it's how you're, it's what you're building your body out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you feel so much better too. Like, yes. I mean, when I, when I used to have restless legs actually, and it was always tied to ice cream, always. Mm -hmm. And so if I had a bowl of ice cream at night, I could almost guarantee 
that I would wake up in the middle of the night with restless legs. I just had a bowl of ice cream last night on my down day, and I haven't had restless legs, and I can't even remember the last time, probably since I started intermittent fasting. But I woke up this morning and I thought, huh, I didn't have any restless legs last night and I still had ice cream. Right. So I think that the healing that has happened in my body between intermittent fasting and the way that I'm eating has really even allowed my body to take in those things and be able to process them properly without giving me restless legs in the middle of the night. For me, I think it's it's an excess fuel state. Like when I have restless legs, it's, it's especially, especially if it's too much sugar. Mm-hmm. But that's the key. If I have too much sugar and I've eaten a lot, there's the restless legs going to come in. Because it's like my body is like, you got too much fuel in here and it's yeah. making my legs go crazy. Gotcha. So, yep. Yeah, but I notice it with the sugar more than like, you know, other things. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great because restless legs is no fun. No. The other thing that it has basically reversed is my GERD. Oh, wow. Back in January. Reflux. Yes. I have had it probably since I was 13. And it's pretty severe, like quite severe to the point I was on PPIs for a long, long time. Wow. And my aunt had done so much research on them of just the long-term effects that they can have on your body. And so she had started to try to eliminate them from her diet as well. And so I knew being obese and overweight didn't help that at all. But even when I was down at my lowest weight, I still struggled with it from time to time. And so I, back in January, when I hadn't lost any weight and I was actually up eight pounds. It was the worst actually that it had ever been probably in several years. And between not losing weight and everything else, I was like, why am I sticking to this? Like, why, yeah. <laughs> why is, why is this? But it, like I said, it made so much sense. So I stuck to it and I'm so glad that I did, but I started doing research and I think I posted on one of the Facebook forums. I said, you know, what do you do about heartburn during the fast because I couldn't, I couldn't take my Tums right during the fast. And so I was like, what do you do? And someone recommended apple cider vinegar, not during the fast, but it would help alleviate the, st- the extra stomach acid or whatever was causing it. Take it at the end of your window and then it should carry over into the rest of during your fast. So I started that. I do not like apple cider vinegar, the taste of it. <laughs> So drinking it straight was like, I did it for a day and I was like, I can't do this. So then I found pills. Okay. And so I took those for the entire month of February before I started Zoe. And I took them most of March as well. And then I slowly backed off and I was taking them at like one at the beginning of my window and one at the end of my window. And I haven't taken them since. Oh, wow. That's huge. I haven't had to take them since, and I have not had any heartburn since. So I don't know that I want to say I'm healed, but I feel like I'm healed. (laughs) That's fabulous because you've been having that for a long, long time. Yeah. Actually, I learned for the first time when I had, we had the Bioptimizers guy on um, the Intermittent Fasting podcast. He talked about how so much of of reflux is actually because you don't have enough stomach acid. Okay. Yeah, and then it doesn't close that little that little valve, or you know, it doesn't close your esophagus, and that's what allows the reflux because you're not producing enough. So the apple cider vinegar is actually acid, right? Right, and so that is enough, and so then it may you know now your your body's like oh your stomach's like oh we got enough, and then it closes that sphincter or whatever. Gotcha. I don't like that word sphincter. It's not, <laughs> weird. Good. It's it's, not a good word. <laughs> it's funny because as much as I had issues with it my family has had issues with it mm-hmm. for the longest time. So I just had sort of reserved myself. Huh, this is something you're going to live yep. with for the rest of it's, your life. It's what we do in our family. We no got the word, you know, so just figure out how to, so I, I mean, I had Tums everywhere. I had bottles yeah. of Tums every place I went. And so I would pop them like candy left and right. Mm-hmm. Trying to soothe that burning. Yeah. Cause it's coming up, coming up. Yeah. So um, you mentioned before, and I wanted to ask you this and we didn't get back to it. You have read a lot of books. What are some of the ones that you've loved? Some of the best, you know, I'm a teacher. I love books. Yeah. I know you've talked about the obesity code already. What are some of the ones? I'll put you on the spot with this. If you can't think of them, just say, I can't think of them. 
No, that's okay. I actually, I'm looking straight ahead at my bookshelf and I have a stack oh, good. of them on my bookshelf right now. So Delay, Don't Deny, Feast Without Fear, obviously, Fast Feast Repeat, and then Obesity Code. Another one that I read was Atomic Habits. Love that one. Fear. Yeah, that one. That fits cool. so well with intermittent fasting yes. too. Yes, yes, so well. And I ordered it and I got a second, I, apparently I ordered two. Yeah. And so I have yet to give it to someone and I have somebody in mind now. I've been trying to figure out who I was going to give the second copy of it to. And the next time I see her, I'm going to give it to her because she's actually just recently read Fast Feast Repeat. And she has, she started intermittent fasting about a month and a half ago now. So another one I really enjoyed was the Diabetes Code by Jason Fung. I actually, it just helps you get it a little more. Yes, yes. And so I actually liked that one better than the obesity code just because I guess maybe my my brain was going more towards glucose control at that time anyway. Yeah. Because I read it while I was doing the Zoe study mm-hmm. and my sister had been diagnosed with gestational diabetes with her sixth child and so I was basically reading it to help her to try and figure out what she couldn't could not have and things. And so that one, again, just like the obesity code, like they made me mad. I'm like, why, why are doctors telling us these things that are wrong? (laughs) Yeah. And it makes you understand why diabetes for type two diabetes is so progressive because you just keep putting in more and more insulin and you're like, wait, that's the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Another one I really enjoyed was the the Dorito Dorito effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually really enjoyed that one. That one, again, I don't like to ever demonize specific foods, but I do think- Especially Doritos. No, I know. I love I do love- I love There's a reason you love them, right? And that's, you learned that in the book, that they're they're absolutely created in the lab, those Mm -hmm. flavors. The amount of time they have spent studying flavors and how to hook us with these flavors. Yes. And that's what got me with that one was just the Mm -hmm. flavors and- Mm -hmm. And it also, but it helped me understand too, even more so why you don't want to eat any flavors during your That's fast. True. Mm-hmm. And because from time to time you, you'd think, oh, maybe I could put lemon in my water or, oh, I, maybe I can do this, even though I read no, but <laughs> you, know, you said, no, don't do that. And That's I right. did it, especially after starting not clean fasting and then moving to clean fasting, realizing it was a thousand times easier. Right. But in that, I thought, oh, okay, no, I don't even want to do flavors just for the sake of not being addicted to the flavors. Yeah. You know? So I'm trying to think of some other ones that I've read. Those are, I mean, I'm currently reading Metabolical. Okay. I haven't read that one yet. I read some of the reviews for it yesterday and said, no, they were like up or down. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess that's every book though been, these days. I've Everything's enjoyed. either a five or a one. Yeah. I've enjoyed yeah. it. I'm only about halfway through, so I can't give a complete, you know, analysis of it, but I have enjoyed it. It does go a little bit conspiracy. That's what, yeah. 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 And so <laughs> that's what I took away from the reviews. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's sort of been my life for the last year and a half of all these conspiracy yeah. conspiracy theories coming around. So, but as far as like this, some of the science behind it is it's good stuff. So it I'm, is good stuff. I'm enjoying it. So, and then I just started reading Kim Smith's book. What's unbelievable freedom. Is that what yes. it is? Yes. Mm-hmm. I just started mm-hmm. reading that. So just like two days ago, I'm okay. two chapters into it, but because I'm reading like three or four different books at the same time. I'm, I do the same you know, thing. Picking yeah. up little pieces. Of, well, because the really sciencey ones. You need a break. Yes. They get, yes. Yeah. I, I'm like, yeah. oh, my brain is in overload right now. So I need, need a little bit of a break from it. And then, so I got that one and downloaded it onto my, I, I finally got a Kindle because I was like, I love, I love paper books. Mm-hmm. I like to highlight them and I like to, you know, go back to them and stuff. But I was spending a lot of money on books and my bookshelf is full now. <laughs> right. But I, I need to just get a Kindle. And if I go someplace, I can only, you can I have all carry, of them on your yeah, Kindle. I can carry yeah. all of my books with me and I can have them all on my Kindle. So I was like, even if I have the paper version, even having the Kindle version is nice to be able to carry around with me. So I like to start with a Kindle version of a lot of books. And if I love it, like if it's a nonfiction book, then I'll also get the paperback. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. I, sense. Then, 
sometimes, you know, when I'm trying to learn something, and there's actually research out there that for learning, or, you know, there's something about a paper book, that kinesthetic part of the pages and turning them, like you can even remember where they were on the page, something about the whole, you process it a little bit differently. So I hope we don't go away. This is the teacher in me again. Yeah. I don't want us to go away completely from from paper books. There's There's value in them. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I definitely, I've seen that in myself because like I'll flip through a book and I'll be like, oh, I remember it was underneath of this heading. Yep. And so mm-hmm. it may. We, we, we make sense of things differently from a paper book than we do from the ebook. So, you know, children should not just be reading ebooks. No. Well, we are almost out of time. Oh my goodness. I know. <laughs> so what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? So the number one thing I would tell people is don't stop. Yeah. Like, even if you go for months and don't lose any weight. Yeah. Right? I mean, if I, I look back to January and I could have very easily stopped because it was almost six months. I mean, it was all of September, all of October, all of November, all of January, all or Feb, December. I can't even count. Um, <laughs> All of December, all of January, and I hadn't lost anything. And I, I was actually up and I could have, and my GERD was the worst it had ever been. And so I thought, you know, why am I sticking to this? Stick to it. Don't stop it. It will, it's doing something. Right. It's doing something in your body. And so don't stop. I wish I had known about this sooner <laughs> because all of the things that I had done prior and, you know, spending money left and right and all these different things that just may have worked short term, but they, mm-hmm. you know, long term, they're never going to work. So, and then another thing that I would tell people is keep like, keep figuring out new ways of doing it. Like if I had done 16-8 for forever, I probably would have never seen progress. Right. If I had done 18-6 forever, I probably wouldn't have seen progress. Like, I tell people all the time, go back to the tweak it till it's easy yep. chapter in Fast Feast Repeat because it gives you all the ideas. And so try them. Don't try them for two days. Try them for, try exactly. them for a couple yeah. weeks. Try them for a couple weeks. Unless I tell people, if you've tried it and it's like, excruciatingly painful. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. But if you can make it through two weeks, chances are your body's going to be able to tell you, you know, this is something that's good or this is something that's bad. So stick to it, figure out what you want to do. And then there was another thing that I thought of, but I can't remember. It just went out of, out of my mind. It's (laughs) super important too, but, but yeah, I'm trying to think of, I wrote a few things down. Yeah. Just stick to it. Oh, I know what it was. Stay engaged. Oh yeah. Stay engaged. I I think that the first six months I was only in the Facebook groups. I wasn't super active. And in the first six months, I didn't lose anything. Yeah. And once I really started getting engaged and engaged could mean something different to everybody. Engaged could mean using an app to track your- Having a friend who's doing it with you. Exactly. Just pick at least one thing that you're going to stay engaged with. Maybe it's listening to the podcast every week. Maybe it's joining the social network. Maybe it's, like I said, maybe it's just using your app and committing to use that every single day as your timer, but figure out something to stay engaged because I know for me, if I'm not, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be all encompassing of your life, but if I'm not focused on accountability, yes, it's going to go out the window very easily. And I think that some of some of us that struggle keeping it as a lifestyle, it's because we easily disengage and we just go about our life. And then we're like, oh, wait, I should be, I'm supposed to be intermittent fasting today. And I forgot, you know, so pick the one thing that you know will keep you motivated and stay engaged with it. Well, that's great advice. And Christy, thank you so very much. I have enjoyed our conversation today immensely. Me too. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family. 
where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.